Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. After hours, always, as always, seems oh, like, yeah. during these uh, these playoff games here. We're all, I, I don't think we've recorded earlier than midnight, I want to say. Yeah, that's that's the time we're starting to record now after the Leafs game. But, I don't even know what time. And it was, it was an absolute mission to get here. Police blocked off the entire street. We had to talk to some cops yeah. to move the cars out of the way just to let them know. We grind. They're like, <laughs> no, you can't record tonight. <laughs> we said, no, we so have to. This is a no podcasting zone. <laughs> had to convince them. Had to, had to, you know, give them a little lawnmower 4.0 maybe. <laughs> but we persevered. We made it through. We just kindly asked them, hey, can we go through? They said yes. <laughs> And we're here now recording post-game three. The first road win of the playoffs. Joined, as always, by Josh and Jason. What up? It's and good. we got two guests guests sitting in on this one. Uh, Luca Sapero, our designated driver, and Andrew Mills, frequent listener of the show. And designated take artist. Designated take artist on this one tonight. Um, so Leafs hold on 3-2 win thank you everyone that DM'd us we're going to be reading those soon um, first off we got to be going through the goals as we do yeah, usually let's, let's do a quick little breakdown of what happened here so first period I thought Leafs were playing fantastic they came out really hot uh, we got a power play early oh, yeah. sorry if, if I took the reins there but no go go yeah but uh, we had a great great little power play and uh can't really, uh, don't really exactly remember what happened. I think Matthews got a puck in the slot, shot it, puck squirted out, and Riley was there back door. Beautiful finish. I got some more detail on that. Yeah, one. give me, give me the more. So detail. it was a power play goal in the first one. Mitch Marner started off this this play here. He got the entry through three Tampa Bay Lightning seamlessly. Was able to get the puck back. The Leafs were able to continue the possession from there. Uh, you are correct. It was. It was Austin Matthews got the puck from the point. Vasilevsky made a good save. And then Mitch Marner was able to get the puck from the point. He got a shot. And then on the rebound, the Leafs were able to score. You got the goal right there. I don't know. Like, it was actually a sick save, by, like a couple of good saves by Vasilevsky to start. Oh, and then Riley with a really good active pinch to finish that puck off. It was yeah. Riley. In case you haven't noticed, we've been drinking a little. <laughs> Just a little enough so that we're able to coherently put together some thoughts, but um, enough also so that we're able to. This is a pretty free flowing podcast. Here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, great goal. <laughs> this isn't making it but on to set the tone. Cable. You know what? Because last game it was interesting because I thought the Leafs had a better jump last game. Game two, I really thought they started better than Tampa, and you know that goal with one second left. I think that really changed the game. Because, you know, starting the second period down one nothing, and then Tampa gets a quick goal to make it 2 nothing. That that game kind of spiraled. And it's not like the Leafs weren't in game two, but in terms of the scoreboard, it was a bit of a struggle for them to get back into that game. 
because of the way that Tampa was able to respond to early pressure from Toronto, Vasilevsky started really hot, and it kind of just really stifled our momentum in game two. In game one, I thought it was really, really important that they got up to an early start and got a goal early. I think that's going to be really important going forward as well. Yeah. Because when you let Vasilevsky get hot like we did in game two, it, uh, he is the best goalie in the league. I know Shosturkin's playing really well right now. I know people have said Price was better last year. He may have been, but I've, I've consistently said Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the NHL. I wholeheartedly believe that, and we just can't let him get hot. That's why getting on the board early, again, that's, this goal wasn't his fault by any means necessary. Like, power play goal, that was the third rebound. Like, he had I already... Got, I got it right here. So, what, like... The other thing that I love about this goal, look at the, just the fluidness of the Leafs' power play on this one. The Toronto Maple Leafs' power play versus what it was last year. Last year, it was Riley, you stand at the top. We got Matthews on one wing. We got, what was it, Ma- Marner on another. Nylander wasn't even on the power play. Joe Thornton Watch in this. the bumper. <laughs> what a joke. Zach, I even played a game yet for the Panthers? No, not in the playoffs. Mm. What a difference a year makes. Watch where... On this one, where Riley is, Riley makes that pass up top from below the goal line to Mitch Marner. Marner gets the shot off. It deflects over to Riley and bang in the back of the from net. The there, slot, yeah, like awesome, awesome. I love the fluidness. It just allows the guys on the ice to excels the word in my head it's not the correct one kind of bring out their their true offensive talents on this power play and there's a reason they were ranked first we talked so glowingly about the tampa bay power play last week three for seven you know what the Leafs power play's got a hell of a lot of talent and it's a very good power play also also i just want to talk about the cojones on morgan riley for jumping up with two seconds left on the power play like that to jump up in the play because there was there was two seconds left on our, on our power play. A guy coming out of the box. If he doesn't jump up there, or if he if he jumps up there, misses the net, puck goes the other way. It's not looking good, but that is a calculated risk that similar to what Hedman took in game game two, jumps up in the play and eventually ends up with the goal. Yeah, it great. It was great, but that was not the only goal of the first period. It we had not. another one. We had another one. That's very true. So on commercial break, it's I I didn't notice it, and then all of a sudden you come back from commercial break. Ilya Labushkin sitting in the penalty box for a minor penalty. Shocker. This is his third one in third game. Stay hot, Ilya. But he did, in fact. Comes out of the penalty box and makes a sweet feed to Colin Blackwell on that one. Like, to rewind 15 seconds on that one. uh, That one, that one, that one, that one, in case you haven't heard it enough. The Leafs did a great job getting the puck out of their own zone there. And then they were able to carry it up. And then Ilya Labushkin made a fantastic feed to Colin Blackwell for an empty net goal there. Like, that was that that was such a special feed. We thought it was Jason Spezza. It was such a good feed. Such a nice feed. Yeah. Man. Go ahead. No, it just the secondary score tonight maybe came through in a different way than we expected. Mm-hmm. But the secondary scoring really was a massive, massive difference maker in the game today for the Toronto Maple Leafs. For sure. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, so before it was game two, we were like, okay, first line, they're up 2-0. They scored two, zero against. The third line gave up one. The fourth line gave up one. What happened tonight? 
Like the fourth line was able to get that goal. That was that was Huge. a big momentum giver. And, and no offense to Simmons, Clifford, I think those guys play a great role. But I just felt like the fourth line had a lot more jump in terms of offensive zone time opportunities, better cycles. But I don't know what the numbers were. I didn't get the chance to look. Yeah. But it just felt like they were a little more dangerous. Maybe it's not reflected in the overall course. A here little more dangerous goals. is a very key so, key point there. I thought because. Wayne Simmons did get the puck a couple times in some dangerous areas in game two, but he over he flubbed it, he overplayed it, and it ended up back the other way a couple times. Like Jason Spezza was able to get the puck in some good areas, I felt. It didn't necessarily even end up in like a chance, but like it was a shot and then a deflection over the net face off in the offensive zone. Yeah, it's funny you guys say that because Jason Spezza actually led uh, he only played six minutes at five on five, which is not so but that's half. that's kind of their fourth line role. But he right now. he led he led the team in expected goals four percent. She had point six two expected goals on the ice and and uh, goals four and against it was point oh five. That's so good. Barely like that's like a shot against. That's that's it. Those are like very very low. Complete the math for us. What's the percentage? Ninety two point four five. Wow, it's a big number. Big number. Wow. That is. Yeah. So not bad. Stay hot. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he gets to... Uh, I don't think he's leaving the lineup after tonight. Hopefully he gets to I play thought, a home game yeah. with some fans. Well, a home game, I think the... Not to get ahead of ourselves, but I think the next game, they're going to have the exact same lineup. I, I hope so. I mean, like, if you if you shoot... Uh, if you outshoot your opponent 7-2 to two and you're on the ice for only 6 minutes, that, that's more than a shot a minute. Like, that's crazy. 7-2? Yeah. Shots. Not, not even What's Corsi. his individual Corsi. numbers? Uh, let me pull that up quickly. Great radio. He is. He had two shots himself. Point one one expected goals. Two shots. Individual nice. expected goals. Yeah. So big name. He, I mean, big name. Woo! And then building off that goal number three. Goal number three. Yeah. So th- I just wanted to get <laughs> touch touch on something before the end of the period. I thought I didn't. I thought that was a little dirty. Not dirty. I don't know what the ways. A little little. Just frustrated with how Killorn handled that little situation at the end of the period there. Kind of waiting in our offensive zone to, for that, that clock to hit one like one second left, and then he just took a run at Justin Hall out of nowhere. That was just so weird. And anyways, we ended up with a power play after that, so that, that was that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, did, didn't lead to a goal, but it, led to, it, it allowed us to get into that second period on a jump, which was nice. Um, but shortly after that, David Camp... David Mother Bleepin' Camp. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Every time David Camp has scored and I've come on this podcast, I say, David Camp, I turn to you and I say, go ahead. He's great. <laughs> and you say that every time. He's great. Yeah. He is great. Honestly, that is one of the better value signings Leafs have done in the last couple of years. Like he, you know, when they need him defensively, who's taking the draw? It's David Camp. Shorthanded, number one shorty team. David Camp, Mitch Marner, and he's beaten Andre Vasilevsky clean twice in three games. <laughs> and this one was like not even a – he walked down Main Street, USA, loaded his absolute muffin of a wrister, and he ripped it, and he scored past Andre Vasilevsky. I, I don't know if I could ever have believed this would happen until I saw it with my own eyes. And that is nothing against David Camp because I love David Camp. But, but 
The funniest part is that he had zero goals in the regular season last year. He played fifty. He played a he full one. season. He, or, he sorry, had one goal. His goal yeah. total yeah. from last here, regular me, season in three. Points. I have it up right here. I'm just going to show yeah. you guys we'll live. Show, reaction we'll show you guys on the, the, the on the podcast here. Take a look. Take a, take a look through Apple Podcasts. <laughs> the uh, the Alex Kalorn play right here. Like I didn't even notice it. I just noticed the next period that Kalorn had a power. Like Kalorn had the that, penalty. That wasn't even a penalty on Kalorn. That it was the it was Cernak who got a penalty. I just didn't like that he was doing that because it, it was, was like the, yeah. there was six seconds left and they weren't they weren't forechecking at all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden with a second left, he kind of there was nothing. Kind of ran it back and yeah. then everyone started to get yeah, into it. We'll and then that's it how the Leafs. Yeah. I mean, that's how you build momentum. Like, you take those dumb penalties like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've mentioned it before, and I, specifically the one I remember is the Ottawa game. There's probably some other ones, obviously some other games in there as well. Like, the power play, if you don't score, it can still help to build momentum. You get those puck touches. You get your best players touching the puck, getting some shots on net, getting some chances you get the crowd into it. You're on the road in this case, but mm-hmm. you get the bench into it in this case. And in, in if you're on the road, kind of thing. I I'm, I love apparently repeating words this podcast, but you know. So the least you get that other opportunity. The power play is already scored tonight. If you give up that power play to start the second period, it can really do some damage against your team, right? Yeah, and then so, and then we no got a doubt. five on three for a bit, and that. That camp goal just kind of put us on cloud nine as Leafs fan. We were but we were grooving. And it then, wasn't it wasn't full Groove Street after that though because uh, f- two minutes later because we're Leafs fans. Yeah, okay, but but two minutes later, of course, something something has to go wrong because we're Leafs fans, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny because last year I feel like up three one in the series there was two col- like one specific colossal area. Another can I say what yeah. is it the Galchenyuk? Spin around pass. Not that one. I was thinking. That's got to be it. No, I was thinking the Dermot one. We're coming off of a healthy scratch. Oh, he he comes into the game and makes a almost. That one was bad, but the Galchenyuk one was a. But but let let me finish my my thought first, right? So the the I okay. So guy coming off a healthy scratch makes a colossal error that almost costs you the game, and in this case, does cost you the game. Okay, Justin Hall with while we're up three one takes a brutal penalty. Uh, I haven't even gotten to Tampa's first goal. They're skipping. I wanted to say something about this third goal here. That I, 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 oh, okay, sorry. So we said the third goal, David Camp yeah. scored. What happened like 15 seconds before that? Labushkin, big hit. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice Been that. ragging on Labushkin for the minor penalties, made some mistakes here and there. That big hit was massive. And like, okay, he made the hit, momentum, blah, blah, blah. Hagel, who he made the hit on, then 10 seconds later or so, got the puck and turned it over to who? David, David Kampf. Nice. Kampf goes down the other way, rips it through the... Def- Bogosian, nice nice gap control, brother. Holy. Yeah, kind of let him walk in. Former Leaf there. Let him walk in, rips it through the arm of Vasilevsky. And bang, the Leafs are up 3-0. Let's get Tampa's f- first goal really quick before you get into Jason's point here. Well, no, my point ties into the first goal Go ahead, because man. Justin Hall oh. took a penalty. At a, 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 you said at 3-1, though. That's why I was confused. No, at 3 yeah. nothing. But, okay. I, the series against Montreal was Who, 3-1. Who's been drinking here? <laughs> Guys, the series <laughs> no. against Montreal was 3-1. And then... <laughs> 
You're saying it's an, okay, and in the and I don't I can't remember which game the Dermot the, yeah the that Dior. was game six was that game in six overtime. okay yeah and he made a terrible like yeah, you was, said, he, just an awful guy, player. all I was trying to say is guy who scratched the game before comes in and makes a colossal error that almost costs us the game Justin Hall comes in does almost the exact same thing by holding Brand, Brandon Hagel getting a penalty and I could see my life flash before my eyes as Ross Colton rips a clap nice bomb shot, on the power play beautiful shot nothing Jack Campbell can do about that no. we'll get into Jack Campbell a little bit later but. My God, you cannot blame Ross, uh, Jack Campbell for that one. Ross Colton was just a beautiful shot. Beat him clean underneath the bar. We're getting little into bar Campbell down. later. Yeah. And yeah. even Can't if we, I don't want to <laughs> jump ahead, but even the second goal, that was a great shot by Pilat, too. Yeah. 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 That was a, they're all they're both good shots. Yeah. That was also on the power play, was it not? No, it wasn't. It was it even wasn't? strength. Might have been like just after a power play, but yeah, it was credited as even strength. But anyways, right. Justin Hall. Yeah, that was. Um, I I know the penalty you're talking about. It's a t- yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. On that th- that Ross Colton shot, I really gotta say, Sergachev gets it in a pretty good area. He he sells the shot pretty nicely. Jack Campbell makes a good read, and when I first saw the shot, I'm like, okay, it's a good shot. He gets the one timer up high, and then you watch the slow motion. It's like it's, it's man, like almost this- a ramp. It was like. It, it was a ramp, and then it yeah. hits the bar and goes in. Like, I don't know. Like, did you hear that? Oh my god, <laughs> what's going on with my throat? I try to make good points, and and what happens here? But anyways, just pin, pin perfect shot from Ross Colton on that goal there. Like, not absolutely nothing that Jack Campbell can do on that one, right? So. That's my yeah. two cents on it. And we got one more goal. But left Jason's right because I, it didn't come back to bite us necessarily in this game. But I do think that in and out and in and out, we like for a team that's you know trying to win a Stanley Cup. You look at Florida; they've made basically one move in two games. Tampa has kept their lineup the same. They mm-hmm. they took out one defenseman after game one. They lost, kept the same lineup. We're making significant roster changes every game. Yeah, and it, it worked. But I, I agree, like. It, it's almost hard to ask a guy like Justin Hall who's going to put into, who's going to be put into very difficult minutes in his first playoff game to not take a penalty. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we'll get and, into the other moves that happen mid-game after this second Tampa. Game. Yeah, and and just going off that point quickly, it's not like these guys are like normal bot, like normal number six defensemen where they're paying, playing like 10, 15 minutes. They're like some, they're playing up to twenty minutes every night. Well, it's like a, they're getting significant minutes. Yeah, and especially Hall. Hall's playing. Essentially, PK one. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and he's a very good penalty killer. So it's, yep. it, but yeah. so was Lilligren. Lilligren was playing with the top two pair you know, with Giordano on the penalty kill as well. So Hall subbing in for Lilligren. This is significant minutes that he's going to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into the, some nitty gritty in a second here. What'd you think of that Tampa second goal, Jason? Yeah, that was a, another good shot. Bit of a weird bounce right before. I think that's why Campbell maybe wasn't. He was set, oh, but maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. not. A, like to to take a Tampa kind of got lucky on that one. I believe they it did. skipped over a leaf stick and then it went straight to Palat. If it's skipping like that, I mean, you get those knucklers. It, it kind of changes. Hard to stop. And it yeah, was right on Palat's stick as a righty, and he was yeah, able was, to rip it just he, immediately. Mm-hmm. And right, it's a great shot. Again, yeah. Campbell was maybe in position, but I don't know if he was expecting a shot to come that quick and that heavy. There's some very good finishers. They have a great thing. team. They really do. They do. It also looked like Kosh and, uh, yeah, it looked like Kosh was trying to block the shot and might have mm-hmm. 
and screen, you know, and, like I, hate, the and I hate to say it, but the, see it, but the Tavares line in its own zone tonight, not good again. Yep. You didn't you say last podcast? Let's put Neilander Tavares back together. 100%. What happened five on five? Jason, pull up the numbers. I don't know if that had anything to do with Willie well, Nylander, to be fair, though. The the no, numbers... Because I saw him blocking overall. shots. I saw him getting pucks out. I, I mean, we did say Tavares battles. also needed a big game. He didn't have that. He didn't do dick all. So John Tavares and William Nylander, 11 minutes, five on five. Um, they're, they got out, out, out Corsied, eight to 13, uh, when both of them, was on, both them were on the ice. Expected goal, uh, 28% for... John Tavares and, uh, sorry, 36.3% for William Nylander. 0.22 expected goals for, for uh, JT. 0.56 expected goals against. Pretty similar numbers for uh, William Nylander. So they were Katso. They were Katso. They were against. both Katso. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just do want to say I, it's we got to take these uh, the goal, the goal, expected goals against numbers with a grain of salt because the third period we – I. I don't think – it looked like we completely shelled up. It looks like, it looked like we – No, they were, did, yeah. We weren't looking to score another goal, which is something in, I want to get into later. But, um, yeah, like they they even taking that into consideration, I don't think they had that great of a game, and they, I, I still think they need to be better. That's Those are two two players in our lineup that just need to – They're two big parts big, of the lineup. Big parts of the lineup. So the, fact, far... the fact the Leafs are up 2-1 in the series and neither of those guys have scored a goal is, like, fairly impressive. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of like a mirror of the last series, if you think about it. Which no okay, against Montreal, but in reverse because Nylander had goals and yeah, but, but, had but, all which, goals. but which line didn't have goals? The first line. Yeah, I don't know John Tavares, but you, you understand what I'm saying? saying the second line has no goals. Yeah, second line has no goals. First line has goals this time. You're saying it's a switch. Yeah, that's why so it's a mirror. A mirror would be the same thing as last time. <laughs> like a, a, whatever. Don't shake a switch, right. whatever. Sure, switch is a lot different than me. <laughs> Woo! Anywho, so we've gotten into all the goals. Well, yeah. not not the David. David, oh my god, I was gonna say David Camp, but it was Pierre Engvall. Unselfish yeah. play to Mikheyev for the empty netter. Yeah, we got two empty netters, and then again, <laughs> Engvall Mikheyev scored unself- another one. But, but you know what? Kind of funny guys- that a guy that has zero. Zero NHL playoff goals. Pass it to another guy that has zero NHL playoff Jason, goals. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Engvall made a great play for yeah, on, on yeah. those. He did it twice. 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 He's a great player. <laughs> he has three. He had three assists tonight. He's a great. He's a, it's, he's it's a great player. Crazy to think about that. At the beginning of the season, we thought he could be potentially be sent on waivers. I think me and Piz and were anti Engvall, and I think I was an anti. Well, I think the third guy, whoever he is, whatever the, your name is over there. But was a very positive Engvall player, and he's proven to be not only a Swiss Army knife, but a, a true plus EV player mm-hmm. on the third line. On the fourth line, he's the almost always the best player on the ice. Yeah. on the fourth line, yeah. he's he's become like the like in the dying minutes, like one of the six oh, forwards that Keith always goes back 100%. to. Hundred so. percent, and he's using his length significantly better this year. He's way more physical, winning more puck battles, and. He's scoring legit goals this year. I know he hasn't scored in the in this season. Added some deception to his shot. He, he, like he's been before. such an integral part of this team. Like I, I'm so happy with how Pierre Engvall has played. Yeah, and yeah. it's cool to see his progression. 15 goals in 78 games this year. So it's awesome. He ended with 15. Yeah, For and that was it. And the Leafs win five to two. 
five to two. And yeah. you know what? That is a huge win. I I listen to you know TSN radio. First up, Carlo Coliacovo. He said, "Whoever wins Game Three, he thinks will win the series." I'm not sure I echo that or agree with that, but his overall sentiment is right because this is a very very important game. If the Leafs go down in this game, they are oh my god, it's it's an uphill battle. Coming, yeah. you know, coming back from that loss in Game Two, where I think we all agree they played pretty well at five on five. I thought oh, that yeah. was, I thought that was again tonight. I think the Leafs have been the better team at five on five every single game. Yeah, I think pretty well. Like the team that kind of rides the wave, so to speak, ends up winning. Right, the first yeah. game one, Tampa Bay did get that little one, but the Leafs ended up overtaking them. Oh yeah, and they just rode that momentum from then on. Game two, the Leafs weren't able to ride that momentum from the two power plays that they had. And Tampa took Tampa over. Bay got that last minute. They got the two last power plays. They got the last minute goal, and they were able to take over from there. Game three, the Leafs got the first three goals, including the first one on the power play, which was massive to just the top players. And then the, the bottom players also getting into it like they rode the wave and then they were able to hold it tight from there, right? So be curious to see, you know, you make one positive play and then you make another, you make an like small, you make small positive plays and it just builds the momentum and it builds and it ends up on the score sheet. I've felt like this so far this series with a W. And Jason, you mentioned it earlier. Jack Campbell tonight. Yeah, he played really well. Proud of him. Stepped up oh, in yeah. the, in those final minutes. I was not happy with how shelled we were in those in the last like it felt like a almost bit, thirteen a minutes. Bit of sitting back, a little bit too much of it, especially in a one goal game. Yeah, I don't think that was the. Were right you thing. surprised? Three minutes left. He put Tavares, Nylander, and I think it was Kerfoot out there. I was surprised. I and was surprised too. Own face yeah, I, and they kind of got shelled a bit in that shift too. Yeah, I I I think when a game's that tight, that late actually, in the game, you know what? Those two it it wasn't Nylander. To be fair to William Nylander, it was Andre Kasha on okay. that line. Interesting. I think, but I, I mean, even Tavares at center is yeah. more like the. I, I I think they need to start leaning off of weaning. I don't know, leaning, weaning, whatever. Uh, off of John, John Tavares late in the game. I understand they probably throw him out there because of his face-off ability, but. Seems like I don't know if you guys know this. I, I'm going to say it again. He gets kicked out of almost. He every also other loses. Okay, I, I, this is a completely anecdotal thought. He loses the power play ones, and he's taking all of them, and he's losing a lot of them. Uh, he, st- he still has. A, he still has a positive faceoff percentage. I know. Doesn't it? It feels like he's losing. It was money. there was at one point the Leafs were up 57 percent in faceoffs, and I think tonight they've ended it with. 50.5. I'm certain with three minutes left when Tavares was taking that face off, he was at 39% in the draw at that second. Interesting. Interesting. Mills, was, you were right beside me. Jason, you look it up. That. You're the only one with a, you're the, only with, with the laptop. Okay. I'll check it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think we should start leaning off those three in the – or those those two guys when the, when the game's come, coming down, like a one-goal game you're like saying that, right? Matthews, Camp, and then like – yeah. Matthews can't for Blackwell, Angval, fucking excuse my language. Some someone like just yeah, someone like who anyone who can take a, yeah, like literally anyone who can take a draw yeah, like yeah. Even Jason Spezza get off the ice like uh, we were we were seriously. saying that actually because yeah, like, Spezza's draws yeah or or even John Tavares get off the ice just yeah, yeah. don't leave him out there for to because it doesn't seem like that late in the game he has the stamina to keep up with that type the type of cycle and pressure that Tampa Bay is able to. Put on for oh, sure, yeah. which happened a lot. Uh, yeah, they were really cycling the puck. Like I thought, Tampa 
in the third period, like you said, maybe a result of the Leafs mm-hmm. sitting back a bit. They had a couple of really good chances there. Yeah. And in the first half, the Leafs had some very good cycle plays. Yeah. Right? I don't think we – I don't know how we didn't mention it. Was it Tampa's second goal or the first goal where the Leafs went down – um, Matthews had the breakaway chance and a rebound. Yeah. And then th- the play after that was Marner hitting crossbar post. Oh, yeah. And then Tampa yeah. Bay immediately right after that, going back the other way and scoring. Yeah. Just that was wild. Like that's playoff hockey for you. I don't know how else to put it. So but. I know we got Instagram takes, but I think a fun little exercise. We got our boy, Andrew Mills here. Very good, solid Leafs fan. He has a lot of takes. I think it'd be a good exercise to hear you guys react to his takes from the game. He's taking notes. Very unbiased, fair fan. I want to hear reaction. This is like a live, like a live listener questionnaire almost. And he'll he'll give us some takes, and we'll have some reactions. How many bunting related takes are there going to be? By the way, first game, first game of the season. Go tell the story. Tell the story. Mills bought a bunting jersey. (laughs) Haven't looked back ever since. Create you created Michael Bunting. Yeah, so as a fellow uh, Scarborough fan, Scarborough resident, really uh, had to had to buy a bunting jersey. I love it. Um, Yes. For how much? We're not going to get into price points, Joey. Uh, I feel like that's you know reclusive to the podcast. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, I'm not uh, into price points, but uh, Timothy Lilgren and Giordano on Calgary. Add those two together. <laughs> I can't do math right now. Uh, regardless, no. I just want to start off by saying that uh, we did a great job getting here. You know, driving through a police stoppage. <laughs> Chep not putting on his blinker while going through a police blockade. <laughs> Very thankful that we got here live and well. Uh, no, I, I actually, look, I'm a self-dedicated Nylander fan. Yeah. I feel like that's well known, right? Um, but I wanted to start the podcast by saying that, uh, I, I, I've heard a lot of, of comments about, uh, Dubis this year, right? And I... I'm kind of confused because I feel like our depth has kind of been very good in comparison to previous years. Yeah. Look, we all love bunting. I love bunting. No we, doubt. We all love bunting. But Kasha, Kampf. Literally the entire Eng- lineup. Every, every Engvall. I hated, I hated Engvall last year. But you know what? I'm going to jump in here. I think the only valid criticism, it may be less Dubis, more coaching that they haven't found the perfect mix of those guys yet. Because those guys, like you said, have all been really good. Kerfoot's been Hold good. Hold on. has been good. Are, are we now finding the perfect mix? I don't mix? know. I really don't know. Because tonight, what did you think of the second line tonight, Mills? Pull it on your phone. Pull up your notes. What did you think of the Tavares Okay, line? that gets that gets me into to point two. So qu- quick, quick, one, quick, yeah. quick touch on the notes. It's kind of been almost a consistent theme we've seen throughout the – uh, the the first two games is that we 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 never get like solid forward lines. Only six minutes each for no. max for each so, four, pair pair of forward lines. Like the Bunting Matthews Marner only played six minutes at five on five tonight. Uh, Marner Matthews Kerfoot played three forty five together. So it's a it's a very weird small sample size, and I mm-hmm. I totally get that. But one of the things that I said mid season 
and you guys can agree or disagree, uh, is if you're going to have a line of – if you're going to dedicate a defensive line of Kampf, Kasha, and at the time I believe it was uh, Mikhaev, mm-hmm. yeah, you, right. yeah, you yeah. may as well keep that throughout the season. I agree. Yeah. Because in the beginning of the season, Nylander, Tavares, and Kerfoot was unbelievable. Very strong. So and then they stopped midseason. They just had such a poor stretch. And so why was, why stop that? Because the the stretch was really poor. Like I just I, said. no I I, <laughs> I I get that. Um, but through but, through the, thin and thin, uh, through thick and thin. The pro- I believe that's the quote. Yeah, but thick and thin. Uh, you 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 continue. So the the problem is when the the bad stretch becomes longer than the good stretch, right? No, I I because totally that's, that's I totally get that, but. What you have to look at, in my opinion at least, is um, you, you go into Tampa. So you go into Tampa tonight. You have last change, right? You, you, Tampa has last change. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah. Tampa yeah, has last change. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa has last change. Um, you have very solid lines to go against. You have one line in the Nylander line that I would not trust my life. On in the defensive zone, right? And you have one line, like you mentioned, the Comp, correct line McKay three of Curva line. I trust immensely solely in the defensive zone, right. and uh, the obviously line one. I trust can play in immensely zone. in the mm-hmm. defensive zone. But I, I like where you're going. Here. I don't want to interrupt you, but no, like you're saying, what's the point of like you said breaking them all up? If it seems like you got a defensive line, you got an offensive line. Let those lines run wild. Offensively, let Nylander and Tavares go and play a ton in the offensive zone and let David Camp's line play in the defensive zone. But like like Jason mentioned, there was a lot of juggling today, and it seems like that's Keith's crutch. He loves to juggle, and I don't know how sustainable that is. I don't love it. So I don't know what your thoughts I have, are. No, no, no. So I have a weird stat, right? You'd think that the Nylander line was a strongly offensive zone line, Right. I, I would think. Am I incorrect? Uh, yeah, you are because it's under 50% zone starts. Jason, can you confirm that? 44.5? Yeah, but but the, but mo, but zone starts are like, eh. Zone starts are, right? Because right? like you start most of your zone, mo, most of your starts on the fly, and the zone starts for this game was for two in offensive zone, three in neutral zone, three defensive zone. That's a, that seems like, again, when I saw Tavares starting with three minutes left in the defensive zone, I was surprised. That's Nylander specific. Yeah, okay, yeah. Again, I gauge my uh, so, my opinions yeah. on Nylander here. Also, some defensive zone faceoffs are from icings. So no, it's for like- sure, for sure. My my point is rather, you you know y- you want to have these two lines that are defensively sufficient in line one, line three, um, with Matthews and with that Kasha Kampf line dominating whatever line they go against in, in terms of Tampa. Uh, but when it, when it comes to the Nylander line, I would want them, I think I said today earlier, I want them 90-plus in terms of zone yeah, stars. Ideally, that makes sense. But I it's, think because when you get up early, it becomes hard to do. Yeah, but it's not realistic. How did, regardless of that, how did you think that line performed tonight? So that gets me on to point four. That skips over point three. Can I get to point three first? Get to point three, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I have Campbell with multiple iHeart emojis. Yeah, yeah he that's, was that's, that's okay. I so I, I actually I actually want to go over something that said, uh, I think Jason said this earlier, 
Uh, we'll get to that later regarding Campbell. What what do we have to get to? No, that just he played he played amazing. And that, has, that's that's he what, has played. That's amazing. what I that's what I want from him. He has that's always what, played. amazing. I thought he left let in a couple goals that probably when? could have stopped. If you let in five when? goals, if you let in five, I'm sure Tampa was probably saying Tampa Bay fans are probably saying the same thing about Andre Vasilevsky in Game One. Yeah. Honestly, that's if you let in five goals, you need to do something better. I'm sorry, regardless of how all the goals go in, Joey. Unless they're all empty net goals and Joey. you were in the net for the goals. Did you see that fifth goal on, on Vasilevsky in the first game? <laughs> yeah, no wonder Tampa Bay fans are saying, oh, yeah, we need a little bit more from Vasilevsky. He, he was not good in the first game. I thought Campbell had a better game in the second one than Vasilevsky had in the first one. Sure, I'm not saying he was bad. The Leafs also I, didn't give up seven power plays tonight. They also didn't give up seven power plays in the first yeah. game. Yeah. Makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, But, yes, he, he was very clutch. I mean... Nick Paul on that late break, big save there. I can't remember who it was. There was a nice pass across. He made another save there. On the pass across, I pointed out to Josh, I slowed it down. Justin Holt tipped that one too. (laughs) Just, just, it was Stamkos on that one. Okay, so finally some offensive output from him. Ah, damn it. He's going to be another Kevin Euclid or Chris Kunitz on my head there. Um, I'll give him my address later so you can come egg my house after he puts up a hat trick in game five. But to continue, like he I thought he made some timely saves in this one. I thought in the first period he made a couple great ones. Like it was just like you look back and they show a replay. Bang, Campbell made a good save in tight on Braden Point. Bang, Campbell made a good save on Kucherov in tight. And then he made those timely ones in the third period as well. Like He's, he's making some timely ones and then giving the Leafs a chance to come back the other way and do something, Yeah. right? We don't have Vasilevsky back there. We don't have Connor Hellebuck. We don't have UC Soros. I'm not, say, like, I'm not saying this is a Vesna winner back there. He's decent, and he, he's giving us the saves that we need in order to win. Yeah, that's all, that's all, that's all I'm asking for. I, I agree with you. Honestly, I, I kind of fall in the middle of the Jason and Joey argument on Campbell game two. I thought he was adequate, not special, not great. I thought he maybe could have stopped at one or two of the goals. That's that all, in. but that's not the middle. That's what I was saying. Okay, so that's what you're saying. <laughs> but, I didn't say that. I didn't but say also, that like, as Campbell as a goalie in a hole, I think he has a tendency to run hot cold. I think right now he might be running hot. I don't want knock on. I don't want to jinx it. He might be running hot. I mean, yeah. Okay, but you also say, oh, there were some goals that he could have stopped. Okay. There were some shots that Matthews or Marner could have scored. Yeah. yeah Goes both that's ways. Ho- that's what, hockey. What does that have to do with the goalie, though? Not to tit for tat you, but like. The goalie's going to make some mistakes like anyone else on the ice, and it's going to go in the back of the net. When you give them more chances to make mistakes, obviously more goals are going to go in. Yeah, but no doubt. I don't think anyone's arguing that. So, I'm just saying, like, if he played, if he made a couple more clutch saves in game two. No, yeah, so, that's, what, that's what we're look, saying. Jesus and you know what? He bounced back. I thought he was, I don't want to say terrific, but very good tonight. He was very good tonight. I'm he gonna, made he, the, I, the, when you talk about timely saves. Especially in that third period. He made some great saves, saves down so the So I'm stretch. actually, I, I, I want to talk about that. There are some fantastic Campbell saves made in the third period. Yeah. The one off Stamkos is one of the best mm-hmm. saves I've ever seen him make. The one where he kick saved it off I mean, the side I of his right pad. Thousands. I have about a. Th- I have, over, I have hundreds of Leafs highlights in my phone. 
Okay. So n- no, a little but hyperbole. it was very, very a good. A little hyperbole. The <laughs> point is, a fantastic save. And to, to Joe, to your point, a timely save. The, yes. The, 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 uh, the take I have on goalies, and this is a person who doesn't Tread play. carefully. Yes. A person who doesn't play goalie making an opinion on goalies is that every goalie can make an average save per se. Again, high, high yeah. level. However, the goalies that are good can make saves at timely points in games. And tonight, Campbell made timely point, timely saves in, in the game that actually mattered. Yeah. Yeah. He made those tight. Right? Like- at the end of the game, there were, there were points where Tampa was pressing. And he made those saves. Last year, we didn't have that. Or in years previous, we did not have that. What? No. <laughs> no? No. Frederick Anderson, 3-2, game... What was it? At home, game four, when he made the paddle save no, on Pasta. No, I don't agree with you there. I, you know, I don't I'm agree not. with you at all. I know, Goal, but... That you're over cliching it 100. percent Good well, I, goalies I, make timely I under, saves. I understand. Good goalies make saves. They make more saves than the other ones. I, they make Mil- better but, reads. They're bigger. But, they're faster and everything. But the overall point, I think, to be fair to Mills, is that Jack Hamill tonight timely he saves and he made saves. the timely saves, just like Vasilevsky did in Game Two. All right, so we're getting to, to the final point. I have uh, this is a little controversial. So, uh, I believe it's time to, uh, to talk about JT, our captain. John Tavares. John Tavares. What do we do? He isn't. What do we do? Because the, the, the concern I have is Nylander's, uh, that line isn't producing. So, Nylander moves to line three. And again, to give the caveat, I am a Nylander fan. Mm-hmm. Right? But then line three produces. So, you put him back in line two. Mm-hmm. Then line two doesn't produce, so you're trying to isolate the problem. At what point do you realize that the guy who has the 39.3 or was it 39.3 percent yeah. faceoff percentage tonight? He is 40, but it was rounded up. 40, okay. Um, and he's your your best faceoff guy. Can't take a faceoff. Yeah, and he's got to be. He also, he also has to, like I. Yeah, he's got to be better on the draws, and he has to be better overall. Because so, it's not, it's it's not just about him being a faceoff guy too, right? He's playing seventeen minutes. You got to try and win your seventeen minutes. But honestly, the fact that our third line is playing so well, it's given us a cushion, which is really really nice. But I agree. That's that's we. I thought we were lucky tonight to get a lot of secondary scoring from the third and fourth line. But mm-hmm. Mills made a lot of good points tonight. Shout out Andrew. He did a great job. Yep. It took us about 15 minutes to get here, but the po- the <laughs> last point he made was the most relevant point going forward for the Toronto Maple Leafs because, you know, I don't I don't know how to frame this. I'm trying to think how to frame this, but in previous years there's been star players, quote unquote, on the Toronto Maple Leafs who have not produced and have gotten flack for it. In those situations, I think those players have overall actually played pretty well in those games, and we talked about it last year and got a lot of heat for it. We thought Matthews and Martin had some pretty good games against Montreal. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, those pucks didn't go in. I don't see that for John Tavares. I don't even see productive games, and that's no. that. And that's really worrying because if it was, oh my god, he's playing all over the ice, tipping pucks on net, shots on shots in deep, you know, all around the all around the high danger areas in the slot, you know, high. I'll danger even shots. go a step back, even if it was okay. 
Tavares isn't really producing offensively, but he's freeing up pucks for his line mates. He's winning those puck battles. It's just been a ghost. I'd like to quote some, and you know, I think some of our friends are really intelligent when talking hockey. The Bursey Bros. Adam Bursey said, "I think Colin Blackwell's played better than John Tavares this series." And you know what? You know what though, Joe? I think he's right. They went. They went down the leash. It was kind of funny because the text started. Colin Blackwell's been better, and, and then and, it was David Kampf has been better. But he and has. then they just started going down the rocks. And, and then, but to be fair, Eric asked, "Is Ilya Mikheyev this year better than John Tavares?" And that sounds bleeping crazy. And Harold Ballard has been about as effective as John Tavares this so, series. In, in okay, so John Tavares, what is what? What do you guys think of the, What is the best part of his game? Around the net, net front. Around the front. He has zero Around shot. Around the net, has... on the boards, behind the goal line. Look at where his shots are coming from. You guys can't see. He has all of his shots have came from in the... There's, he has two shots in the circle. When I say all of his shots, he has three shots. Two of them have come from within the circle. Is this five on five or all? Five on five. Go to all. Okay. Couple. Couple more shots, but he also gets fed... But to be fair, we've also been through three games. To be yeah. fair, and, I, and I, I, this is no disrespect to John Tavares, but if Michael Bunting just took his spot on the power play, would there be a significant, significant dif- difference in this series? As of right, right now, no, no because no. John Tavares is a left-handed guy on the power play. It would be then Austin Matthews taking faceoffs. What's the difference between Matthews and John Tavares? Tavares has not won many power play faceoffs. I just know from watching these games, especially tonight. Was not good on the power play. He's overall a great faceoff guy. Tonight he was not good, but I I think Tavares like dot down. Let's use that those two words dot down from the faceoff dot towards the boards behind the net. He's a really good player still. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's been an immense struggle for him. So- and and like. Again, if he was getting chances and it's not going in, I'd be defending him till the cows come home. But you know mm-hmm. what? He's He's done nothing. He's yeah. done nothing for three games. That's uh, we'll see. Not we'll, at all two hits too. Yeah, we'll we'll see though because like uh, ho- hopefully he can come back to his game. You're not wrong. Like he he needs to. They he needs need to, him to. Yeah, of course, of course they do. But do um, they need Marner with him? No, because you can't break up that top line. That's just silly. I I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the solution is. Maybe. But that might be the only way you get him going again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, like, I think like, like we're all pretending like this hasn't been a full year of this. no this has I, okay. I think I think the, exactly. the the way that you fix this is by changing his role but that's something you can't do in the playoffs that's something that, that's something that's changing to be, his role go elaborate well cha- <laughs> no nah, this, this is like off season takes I don't want to get into this oh, whoa. <laughs> this guy's just got a, a, an Apple Notes filled with stuff he just puts on Reddit from a, a burner account just. Trade John Tavares no, to, I, to I, the Kraken. You can't trade John Tavares. He has a no-move clause. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this kind of goes back. <laughs> this kind of goes back to the original point around Nylander and Tavares on a line together. And you, it, it's not working. Right? At the point. And at, the issue was, and we said this pre-playoffs, this is why you kept together. Engvall, Kerfoot, Nylander. You have that as the third line. You put Kampf as the fourth line center. You utilize the fourth line a little bit more. Sheldon Keefe, once the Leafs got shelled in that 8-1 game, decided, oh, nope, I'm not doing that anymore for God knows what reason because that line didn't work. Guess what? In, in that game, nobody else worked. 
the goalie didn't work. Nothing worked in no, that game. I, I agree. And, and now we're running into these issues. It's game three of the first round, and we're still going, what do we do with these lines? Because some of them aren't working. So I, I, I wonder if we do what Tampa Bay kind of did last year, where everyone thought that their second line or their third line was their third line was their third line when actually minutes played, it was their second line and minutes played, right? So maybe, maybe that comp line ends up becoming our second line in minutes played and our this the uh, the second line that is our second line right now will become the third line in minutes played. So just say screw like oh John Tavares isn't scoring oh our eleven million dollar player isn't putting but the puck in the net. I gotta However, ju- I gotta jump in. They're not doing that. I'm sorry. They they yeah, they, they can't. You got on that line twenty million dollars. I'm sorry. That line cannot play less than David Camp's line. I don't care. That is not happening. Okay. If you're winning the game, you want those guys on the ice, though, right? So, and if if but I'm just saying overall deployment. Like, <laughs> as much as I like David Camp, that line cannot be like up one ours. goal though. Up one goal, sure, but I'm just that's saying. what I'm saying. That's what that's what Tampa Bay did with the Gore, uh, yeah. The Gord it's, line. it's not like they threw out up the Gord line. Goal, when they last were... line, but last year was different because Stamkos was in Stamkos of this year. Well, so John Tavares isn't John Tavares of last year, right? That, like, sorry, that's that's a, that hit deep, right? Like <laughs> that hit. But Nylander's still buzzing. Yeah, but, uh, who was playing on John Tavares's line? Or sorry, uh, Stephen Samkos's line that year? Sorelli, Sorelli, and someone else. I can't. remember. Those are all like it's not like they had like scrubs. It was was it Ross Colton who scored? But the, also, like no, to be know? fair, also that Gord line was sometimes playing the most minutes, and I don't yeah. think you'll ever come. No, of course, situation. of course not. But that's why I said maybe like. Less than the but low. it's also crazy that we won tonight. And it's still like that's still that's a, good, but like, like what, it's good though. That's good, but it's bad. It is ba- bad. It, it is bad. But guess what? Our depth has stepped up, and that's that's what all we've ever asked for, right? That's all we ever want, right? Right? We know that jo- uh, that Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner can carry that's us in a couple point. games, right? We know that. What have we been at? Like literally last game, what did we ask for? We're like we didn't win because we didn't get depth scoring. What did we get tonight? Depth scoring. So let's let's not focus on what's been. Sh- a, a, an issue for us all year that that stuff's not going to just all of all of a sudden fix themselves in the playoffs. But yeah, speaking I, of fixing, <laughs> yourself, <laughs> speaking of fixing, speaking yourself, of fixing ourselves below the belt, we got um, a little word from our sponsors at Manscaped. Yeah. If Jason, you take if, it over, if you guys are uh, growing out your playoff beard, just, just let that thing loose up top. But, Guess what? Our friends over at Manscaped, they're here to help you with your Jumbo Joe downstairs. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming want to save your hockey pucks from a slap shot in crunch time this playoff season. Four million men worldwide trust Manscaped to prepare them for the Stanley Cup. Join them and go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code RINKRAT. That's R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com, manscaped.com for 20% off with and free shipping with the code rank rat. Sorry, I butchered awesome. that really hard, but yeah, I've been I've been doing a good job to keep together the the playoff mustache so far. I've been keeping off. I've been pressing harder to, you know, keep it nice below the waist as well because, you know, spring is here. Spring has sprung, the weather is hotter and, you know, down there if it if it gets out of hand, it's uh it's no bueno in terms of feeling. Uh, let's get into some DMs, shall we? Wait, Mills had one more wrapping up point. Let's give him a chance. All right. Let's hear it. 
Yeah, so off the original point that I had, depth scoring, Kyle Dubas. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. a fantastic job no, he's he, done. He, he, I just I, I want to reconcile on this point. Yeah, he, he, he needs we'll, – we'll sing his praises soon, but he should – he like people should be praising for him for what he's done and how he's built this team. Simple enough. If you're not, then you're just not paying attention. That's, yeah, I've, I've heard some it's, negative commentary it's on two, the – Two of, two of our, our defensemen, of our top – two of our six so. defensemen, Giordano and uh, Labushkin, were brought in midseason. Right, mm-hmm. and and talking about all those forward signings at the beginning of the year, like that's just those are all his his moves. Morazic didn't work out. Richie didn't work out. That's pretty much it. Happens. It. it happens. You're My not going to four percent. Let's go. You're not going to hit hundred yeah. DMs, shall we? Adversely though, Kadri always like okay, ah, but the, 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 we'll get into that in a second. Let's get into some insta DMs while I'm at four percent here. Liam Higgins messaged in again after an electric first second game DM. There, he said role players carried the load tonight. Yeah which is great to see. That being said, Marner was excellent. Hell yeah. Always need to shout out Mitch Marner in the playoffs. Um, I know he's one of the best players in the regular season, but you know, during the playoffs, frequent ragged on. Always, oh, let's see what he does in the playoffs. Well, guess what? Through three games, he has how many points? Eight? No, six. Six. But he should have one more goal. He should have three goals in three games. He should have a lot more. Anyways, JT, he said, and continue, Liam Higgins said, JT... Needs a greasy one to get himself going. Ooh. Yep. I don't hate that. Yep. Hell yeah. I, I could think of a guy that can get him a greasy goal. Yep. Soup was huge. Third period was looking like a rerun of previous Leafs episodes, but the boys didn't break, which was a nice change of scenery. And he said he was convinced they were losing in regulation. Bend, don't break. Yeah. That's a great, honestly, that's Ooh. a great way. I, I, think, I, think, I think if you that ask any of your, anyone who is watching that game, who is a fan of the Leafs and has been a fan for a long time? You could all, everyone could feel it that we, that game was go, was going overtime. We weren't winning that game, but we pulled out all the stops and did it. I don't know. I let out the biggest yell when I saw Cobra strike and score that that empty net. Hell goal. yeah! On top of that, I mean, the Leafs like it was just the most Leafs. That second goal for Tampa was oh just the most gosh. Leafs goal ever. Yeah. Matthews gets the breakaway, stopped twice <laughs> on the breakaway. Marner hits crossbar and then post. And then Tampa scores 3-2. Great. I forgot. I even forgot. You're that. not a Leafs fan if you think, oh, yeah, we got this one in the bag after yeah. that. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Ben, don't break. I love that line. Uh, let's get Mike Gimpy was saying <laughs> messages during the game. He said, hot take. The refs don't call as many penalties on the visiting team because they're trying to avoid the home crowd biased. And then the next one said, never mind. Take it back. And then the next one said three non-calls on the penalty kill there. <laughs> yeah. The refs are an ever-going, ongoing discussion. Yeah. But I think we posted one. Vasilevsky touched it outside of the trapezoid. That was frustrating. Yeah, yeah. That was really frustrating. How do you call that. Jake was... Muzzin? On, uh, oh, yeah. he hooked him. Okay. I saw that. Jake, like, Vasilevsky touched it outside of the trapezoid. That was this like, is so cut and dry. Start, mid-third or start of the third? That it was, was in the third period. That, yeah. was, that was after the second I, goal in the third period. That. It's like six minutes left. I thought I was like I said it when we were watching it. No one said anything. I was like, okay, I'm just wrong. I watched the replay. I was, but it seemed it. like he did. He did. Yeah, he did he touch did. it. He 100 did. I watched it but several times. The, I posted the screenshot. The one thing that's been consistent through every single game that I've watched of the playoffs is that every what? Sorry, I, uh, I just remembered my point. It's going to bounce yeah, off your point it, perfectly. No, I, all the, all the fans are just chanting, "You the refs suck." They do suck. But I wanted to say <laughs> one thing, Joe, before we go on. Uh, when I was talking to a lot of people about the lineup moves tonight, 
A lot of people said if Simmons and Clifford aren't in, Maroon and Perry are oh going to run yeah. wild tonight. Holy smokes. I don't mean to disrespect those two players. At five on five. Can I stop you before they score next game? Yeah. <laughs> At five on five, they did nothing. I'm going to Well, they didn't play. Maroon took a penalty. They were, they were Terrible down three. Penalty. Maroon took a bad penalty. They were down three nothing, and that he rode fine for. I think he had three shifts yeah. in the second and third period. But those who are saying, yeah. you know, the Leafs lineup without. You made a Simmons. great point. That was a Thank fantastic, you. fantastic point Thank where you're you. like, oh, we need Simmons in. Okay, the ref just takes him away every single scrum. Correct. Yeah. And then when the ref doesn't, he takes a penalty. Penalty. So yeah. you don't. So why the hell do you need a man? You don't. There's a big change. Jason Spezza and I thought made a bigger impact. Absolutely. It was, it was much, much better. And he like, was flying out there, too. He looked like he wanted to be A in lot there. of puck touches for yeah. Spezza. He needs, he needs it. We need him on home ice. For the passion. For the passion. For the passion. Uh, oh, so Frick Marth, Mark Mathot, by the way. I just jumped oh, yeah. Um So, oh, the reason. Oh, you don't want to talk about those guys. It's for attention. These people make takes for the attention from Leafs fans. Mark Mathot has gone on the record saying this. Uh, Mark Mathot saying that Tampa was a lock for game three. <laughs> suck on that. You know what? You can suck the pick your... Uh, tip of your pinky on that one. <laughs> Anyways, shout out Sidney Crosby. Uh, Nick Piz was saying Frick soup was great tonight. Oh, Have yeah. we finally found the fourth line? Yeah, I think I think I think it's yeah. It's kind of been for next game. I think yeah. Oh, you can't have a lineup change after tonight. No, Even no Hall. I'm not a big Hall over Lilgren guy. Think about it. Like Spezza played solid. Yeah. Right. Hall had a decent game. Well, we'll get into it. There were some, there were some takes about Hall. Keep going. Keep going. Keep hammering, yeah. them out. Keep hammering them out. He was, um, yeah, he, he, that, that oh, pairing JC played well. JC902 was saying, let's go. Sucks about all the penalties because they could have maybe had one. And then he said, imagine being up 3-0. Yeah, they could have. Imagine, imagine all the people. I don't know the rest of the song because it stinks. But um, he said, we know we'll bring the heat. Um, no foot off the gas. Hell yeah. Love um, it. Adam Orlowski said he had, here's my take. Whoever won game three would win the series and whoever won the series wins the cup. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say that, but yeah. Oh yeah. I love that one. Uh, here's okay. So here, here's the take I was talking in reference to Hull. said Hull should probably never play a game in a Leafs jersey again. And I said, okay. And then he said, also, don't love Engvall. Uh, I had to listen to our friend Michael Impey complain about the Leafs shit tonight. And he doesn't know anything. Shout out Michael Impey. And then he said, and I said, okay, explain Hall. And he said, he looks like a cross between a horse and a giraffe on skates. Very true. And he said, always in the wrong position. Couldn't receive a pass tonight to, receive, uh, to save his life. This is Hall or Engvall? Engvall. Because I said, explain, uh, explain Engvall. Um, so in the offensive zone, sure. Offensive zone, off the cycle, we don't expect that that much rank pure Engvall. We're talking about it like this is a guy, defensive zone. You're, you're throwing up three assists. Two of them are empty net. Stop. <laughs> but this is a guy, we're talking, okay, offensive zone, he wasn't receiving the puck quite properly. Like, all right, sure. I mean, we're also not gonna. But I don't know. Tell a draft to pull a cart. Who's the best it. team in the NHL? Just be honest. Like right now, Colorado. 
Colorado Flores. Pierre Engvall could play on their third line. Yeah, Wendata. Yeah. Like Pierre Engvall can play in the bottom. So my, my big thing team. about this and what I was getting into, you're kind of a, making expectations about Pierre Engvall that mm-hmm. he's not. Where is he very good? And where are the off, numbers saying he's very good? Defensively and off the rush. Defensively and transitionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting the puck from defensive zone into the offensive zone and then off the rush as well. We've mm-hmm. seen him rip a couple. That's how oh, he generates the, the most. improvement. At the start of the year, we talked about how Pierre Engvall from – his own blue line to the red line was great. But after that, he lacked a lot of creativity. He mm-hmm. lacked a lot of, you know. I wouldn't doubt he fumbled a couple pucks tonight. I'm sure he did, but his overall ability areas. to transition the puck has improved a lot. Exactly. He's also won more puck battles this year than he's ever won before. Seems like he's added more elements to his. Yeah, and he's just overall the better finisher. Like, he's a solid bottom six or 15 yeah. goals, 35 points, good defensive metrics. Like, he's not Mitch Marner. He's not Austin Matthews. Like, yeah, not going to sit here and pretend, that. okay, Pierre Engvall was perfect tonight. Did he fumble a couple pucks? Sure. But don't did. don't underestimate his ability to transition that puck out for the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Especially, no, no offense to the Simmons and the Clifford and Blackwell. Those guys are not elite. Especially against Tampa Bay. When you look at Tampa Bay, if you fumble the puck in your own end and they cycle it on you, you're in really big well, trouble. Well, ask John Tavares about that. Exactly. If you have a guy that's able to get it from point A to point B, I don't care what he does it after that. Like, chip it out, chip it in, and get a change. Don't care, right? So there's some specific things that I think when you're criticizing the shortcomings, you're ignoring the positives. Pierre Engvall's a good player. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a good player. I think... Having to go through some more film on that one would would clear up that 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 negativity. What did you think of Hall tonight, though? I thought he was Justin Hall. He's like, <laughs> we know he's not good at breaking so out the puck. Like we know he's not good at so getting that's those not retrievals. His skill, but I mean, he was, I, I, he was better on the penalty. I think the better that. question is, what did you think of Giordano, his D partner tonight? <laughs> he played well. <laughs> I I loved Mark Giordano, but. I yeah. love Mark Giordano. You can kind of see the differences, though, in games of Hall and Logan. Hall's just has a little bit more, like maybe a little more physical. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Better, like just a little bit better at penalty killing. They're, they're, He's definitely oh. a better penalty killer. But maybe maybe, yeah. maybe a little more just, steady it's also across the, the board. The thing about Hall is he's been a penalty killer in our system for three years, mm-hmm. almost four years now. I know the, the fourth year he was playing minimal games, but... Even then, he was a penalty. Like, he's, he's seasoned in our penalty kill. Lilligren's a little newer. I thought he was good, too, though. I, again, people ask me, what did you think about that move? I would have kept Lilligren in, but if, I, if you asked me the betting odd change on that, I would have had a zero. It's a net zero yeah. effect. Yeah. And, and that's more of a credit to the Leafs' decor right now because I think right now, and you look at this team, the decor is the most, maybe the most solid thing about it other than Matthews and Mitch Marner. Like, the decor is extremely, extremely solid one through six. One through eight, it's solid. Like, that's a great one through eight decor. There's no stars, no Hedman, there's no Ekblad, there's no Makar. I mean, I don't even want to start talking about Kel Makar. The performance he put on last night was unbelievable. But the Leafs decor has been solid for the last 15 games, and I thought they were still solid last night. Very true. And yeah. you got Rasmus Sandin, who's ready to go as well. Yeah. Like, he just got activated uh, off LTR, which is interesting. But Not anything to flinch at at all. I, w- right? I wonder, I, I, 
Is that just? It must mean he's ready, right? Yeah, it's activated Mrazek too, though. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, but that, does, but that does nothing, right? Like that Mrazic doesn't mean that they're gonna come. Up. Pardon? Mrazic oh yeah, Mraz is just gonna play. No, but I, I mean, just like in no, the. I'm just saying, oh, they activated him as well off LTIR. Yeah, but like, but just what is that? Jason activating that them off LTIR is the same thing as just keeping them on LTIR if they're not gonna play. Is all I'm trying to say. There's no salary cap in the playoffs. That stuff doesn't matter. Anyway, sorry. Back to the questions. Ooh. Let's hear it. Really quick, Joe Smith, who is a real – who was it that was trying to say Joe Smith is not a real person? Uh, uh, John Smith was saying that. One of our friends was trying to – we were like you – because you, you, you said to me, you're like, check the lines for Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. Joel check Smith's Joe Smith. a very real person. And then they're like, that's not a real person. He like, well, he's a very Tampa real beat writer. Tampa Bay beat writer. Uh, anyways, Joe Smith tweeted, Stephen Samkos on his one-timer on the PP – in th- in the third, Stamco said, "I got everything on everything and then some." It was a great save. It was a great save, of course. It was. What you, I, <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's what I want from Jack Campbell, and yeah, he, no he doubt. delivered, and I appreciate that, Jack. And we I, love you. And I want your the stonks, Marcus, to keep going up and up and up. Any other takes? Uh, that was all. Those those are some great submissions. What are we looking forward to the game for? Because this um, is this is like so the last part, we're like, in it. I had to take. I mean, what about Michael Bunting getting kicked off the first line? It was weird. I hated Did it. You get, yeah, I was good. I, I, I hate. I still think Sheldon Keefe's in-game coaching so, leaves a lot to be desired. To be but. to be fair, that line did the first line surprisingly did not do well at five on five against. What are the numbers? What are, what were the final numbers? I did see friend of the show Josh Simpson tweet out some. Very unfavorable five-on-five numbers for that line. They were unfavorable. At one point. Uh, but you're going to pull those up right now, yeah, and I, th- I see you operating it. It's not the quickest. Like, I, already, I already have a rebuttal to this, so I don't even know why. Okay, what's your rebuttal? Let's hear it before well, I say it. How does taking bunting off for Kerfoot improve that? It doesn't. I agree. Okay, thank you. It makes it slightly more defensive, but point oh eight expects it? goals for point. Point three eight expected goals against for a sixteen point seven zero expected goals for percentage. It's still a very minimal event game. Though. Very minimal event game, but also yeah, Mar- Mitch Marner's shot. But also Austin Matthews had a breakaway. Yeah, but that was with Kerfoot. Austin Matthews had a breakaway, and Mitch Marner had that chance. Yeah, so like so, and, five. and I guess Kerfoot was on the end. What yeah. Was, what were the numbers with Kerfoot? Seventy point one one expected goals for point zero four. If you were to switch those together, though, you'd still Wait, have point one one expected goals. Four. And point zero four against. Yes. So that's like nothing. Yes. I, I Who the know. hell was on the ice when this the breakaway in the other play happened? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was another. We got to dig deep into that. I don't know what the hell. Maybe, was going but on but there. then again, maybe that that shot from Marner was only worth point one one expected goals, and we're thinking it's like uh, it was a, it was an amazing shot because expected goals doesn't encapsulate everything. It's not the end all. Shot all, locations. Right? Right, yeah, it's mostly about shot right. locations, angles, stuff we'll like that. We'll dig into it. We'll di- we'll dig into maybe because like and, uh, location. I, angle. I don't like his c- insistence on the juggling. I don't. Yeah, like but it. I and and I I understand maybe maybe I understand the thought process that they weren't doing great at five on five, but also like they had a ton of zone time. I don't think I I at least oh, yeah. it it felt like to me that the bunting line had a ton of zone time. If you want to take bunting off and make that line more defensively by adding Kerfoot, I don't even think that accomplishes the job because sure they're better in their own zone maybe with Kerfoot. I don't even think Bunting is that bad in his Minimally, own zone. I believe. But if you when you get eventually get out of that zone. You become better in your own zone put Pierre Engvall. Yeah, exactly. Ice. But when you when you I'm just sorry. Uh when you uh Ch- change the lines. Yeah, no, we, we, add Kerfoot. 
when you put bunting on the line and they and you break out of that zone, there it's almost impossible for him to break out. We've seen every single game so far that they've struggled to break there out against their four check. There yeah. were several times in the first period where Tampa Bay could not break the puck exactly out against worth that shit. line because bunting's that's a, four checking is unreal. Exactly. exactly, that's all I'm trying to say is that sometimes it didn't the best, result in much. The best it didn't result much in terms offense. of on ice impact. But there were several times where Tampa Bay couldn't break the puck out against the, against the Leafs. And exactly. first before line. we wrap up, going into Game Four, what, like I really hope Bunting's back on that first line. You they will don't be. keep that mandatory. Um, I think keep the line pretty well the same, and just keep out of the box again. I mean, the Leafs were yeah. able to that was a to big, win the penalty that was differential. A big big plus tonight. Sorry, I sounded absolutely buckled. Pa, there, but pa, pa. no, but when you give up. When you take seven penalties, I don't know how in the F you win those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a direct correlation to Simmons being out, but... Yeah, all I want to say, the, the true turning point of that game for me was there was a very... Like, like I, I mentioned it earlier on the podcast, that Kalorn hit at the end of the first period. If there was no penalty called on that play, I think that game could have easily gone out of hand. Take, taking that power play to start the period, it's a momentum. Exactly. Right? But that's Ooh. the opposite of what we did last game. Exactly. It's like we took the wins out of our own sails, and then we just and let Tampa do that you, to us. You can speak yeah. to this. The crowd. It took the crowd out oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was funny because you guys were able to give us a very good game one to game two. I know people that just went to game two. They're like, oh, my God, it was so loud. It no. was awesome. It, game one was a consistent like there was like in your ear, like, holy. Yeah, there was, there wasn't a minute game. of dead time when the game, game two was game, loud and then really quiet. And then game loud. two was the beginning of Freebird. Game one was the solo. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> All right. Yeah, looking forward to game four, though. I really hope that at least can wrap up this two game home road trip. Yeah. To uh to Tampa Bay. But yeah. Um if we can go up three one it'd be huge. 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 Uh I w I don't I don't see any lineup changes. I yeah. yeah what do you guys And you know what? At five on five, keep bringing the heat because again, Tampa's a fantastic team. I have a ton of respect for them. But right now, Toronto's group is really outplaying them at five on five. And if that and they, that may change in game four, but if that continues, I think we have a really good chance to take game four as well. Yeah. And I I just want to say like numbers aren't the best this game, but that's also because we shelled up into a ball for the entire third yeah. period. The, yeah. The Tampa Bay Lightning got most of their expected goals this oh, game. Oh, yeah. In the, no, third no, period. The, so anyway. the shots ended pretty well equal. However, in the first Part of the game, the Leafs were up significantly. Yeah, if you absolutely. Look at it. Absolutely. Yeah. This so. series is honestly overall been probably one of the more entertaining series. You'd never want to miss one of these games. That's just unreal hockey, and you love to see it. Yeah. Anyways, any oh, yeah. Uh, any like, closing thoughts? Should we give Gord a thought? Sure. Make it quick, please. Yeah. Go Leafs. Go. Yep, that was a $375 comment right there. <laughs> go Leafs, go. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Go Leafs, go.